but you can't magnesium your way out of chronic stress. Just right. like you can't you can't green smoothie your way out of, of chronic stress. I mean, you can't even celery juice your way out of chronic stress <laughs> if we wanted to bring that up. And it's because it, there's a lot of inner work we've got to do. And, you know, it, it's really about, you know, so often stress can be driven by latent traumas. Stress can be driven by all kinds of things that are being thrown at us every single day, especially us as women. We're carrying so much responsibility for our families, our communities, and our friends. You're listening to Food Integrity Now with your host, Carol Gravey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Food Integrity Now. I'm Carol Gravey. I'm the host of the show. I'm also a certified holistic nutritionist and a life coach. And at Food Integrity Now, we think it's important that you learn about what is happening in our food supply so that you can make healthy choices for you and your family. We also offer a lot of information about the many health issues that are affecting us these days with the onslaught of toxins in the environment and the amount of stress everybody's dealing with. So check out our blog and you will see almost 200 shows and articles that are there just to assist you with your health. So thanks for listening. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes under Food Integrity Now. And finally, don't forget to check out our health store. All of the products that we represent and sell are only high integrity products that we thoroughly believe in. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting Food Integrity Now. Hello everyone, my guest today is Dr. Marisa Snyder, a functional practitioner and the author of seven books, including the national bestseller, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution, which focuses on balancing hormones with the powers of essential oils. And I'm really excited to have her on the show today to learn more about this. For the past 10 years, she has lectured at wellness centers, conferences, and corporations on hormone health, essential oils, nutrition, and detoxification. She's been featured on Dr. Oz, Fox News Health, Oprah Winfrey, Mind Body Green, and many other publications. You can check out her website at drmarisa.com. That's M-A-R-I-Z-A.com. And I'm excited to have her on the show. She has some really great information to offer us. Dr. Marisa, welcome to Food Integrity Now. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. Well, I am just really excited to have you on the show and talk about your great book that I've been reading. And let's get started by having you tell us a little bit more about you and how you got started with really learning so much about hormones and, and then eventually writing a book. 
Absolutely. Well, I would say about 10 years ago, it was really out of necessity more than anything else. I started exhibiting symptoms that initially felt very normal or maybe even common. Um, you know, I had family members and friends telling me that, oh, no, that's just what normally women go through. Um, but then the, the symptoms were getting worse and worse to a point where I had very, very severe chronic fatigue, the kind of chronic fatigue where I could barely get up in the morning. Um, it took everything for me to get up and get out of bed and go to see my patients and I was just utterly exhausted throughout the day. So I knew that something wasn't right at that point. And I wasn't exactly sure what was going on because it seemed to me that there wasn't a lot of definitive information around, you know, what was going on as an integrative approach for women's hormones. So I went and got tested and sure enough, um, my hormones were definitely out of whack. And um, I remember the doctor giving me birth control pill and Xanax. Those were the options. Oh Those were the my. scripts. And I remember looking down and I was like, you've got it. This cannot be this. This is not the solution. And mind you, I have a very different perspective on how I kind of think about um, conventional medicine today. But at the time, I was I was very, very disappointed. I felt very alone on my journey. I didn't I didn't feel like I had a lot of answers right in front of my face. But the one thing I knew how to do was research. Well, before I was a practitioner, I was a biochemist. I was a biochemist for, well, I, even in college, I was doing a lot of research in the science field. But then I actually went to work in a lab for about five years as a biochemist. And so I knew how to research. And I knew that I was not a unique situation. I was not a unique case. Um, I, had a, I saw women who were struggling with very similar issues in my own practice um, as I was trying to navigate how to help them, I was also on that journey to navigate to help me. And as I continue to dig in and try to figure out how to support myself and the handful of women I was taking care of, I realized that there was a lot of limited resources. There was a lot of limited research, resources, information about women and women's hormone health. And so I decided that I wanted to be a part of that solution to figuring out what was going on with our bodies. Wonderful. And I wanted to, just for the benefit of our listeners, can you explain, a lot of them will know this, but some may, may not, what is the integrative approach? What, Absolutely. What does that mean to you? Yes, and it's really an integrative approach or a functional approach, either one. And that's where we are actually looking at the entirety of the body. I mean, you think about hormones, they are all inextricably connected to one another. You can't really treat one hormone without treating another. And we know that, you know, a, a, a a treatment prescription like birth control doesn't actually fix hormones at all. It actually just shuts our entire hormone system down. So it definitely wasn't a solution. So it's really asking myself or asking any patient, you know, figuring out, okay, well, we've, we've got a situation where we've got a hormonal imbalance, we've got chronic fatigue or whatever it may be. Maybe it's brain fog. The next question is to ask, well, what other players are involved? Uh, one of a quote I read along a while back was, you know, if you let's the quote was, if you're the flower isn't growing, you don't fix the flower, you fix the environment around it. And that's really what we want to be thinking about is if if my hormones are out of whack, and they're responding to something else. What is actually impacting my hormones? Is it stress? Is it nutrient deficiencies? Is it toxins? Is it a gut issue? So a functional approach is actually looking at the cause 
of why we are dealing with what we're dealing with, opposed to only trying to solve the actual problem itself. Well, I love functional medicine, and I, I'm a nutritionist, and I practice the functional medicine model. So this is really exciting. The, the tricky thing about hormone imbalance is mm-hmm. some people may not know they have a, an imbalance because it's kind of wreaking havoc with their health, but they may not know about it. Yes. And before you know it, they're really out of whack. So what can you say around that issue? Such a great question. I mean, I think the definitive way that we know if something isn't right is always to get tested, right? And and not to say that labs are the end-all, be-all, 100% gold standard for, you know, deciding what's going on inside of the body, but they can definitely give us a window. You know, Oprah always says, know your numbers. I think that that is so important just to have a baseline of what is going on. Now, you're absolutely right. You know, the thing about hormones is that they are chemical messengers. And those chemical messengers, their number one job is to create homeostasis. Their number two job, well, I would say, okay, number one job is survival. Number two job is homeostasis. Number three is to really mitigate mitigate and, and like, kind of manage the life that we're living every single day. And so oftentimes they are the first to kind of throw up the white flag and just be like, SOS, I need some help over here. And, you know, things that we should be looking out for is if if we are feeling tired, if we're feeling tired in the middle of the day, if we are dealing with cravings, we're dealing with mood imbalances, maybe we're feeling anxious or we're feeling stressed or we're getting mood swings like irritability, we're putting on weight for what seems like no reason. Um, Those brain fog is a big one as well. And we're even we're even dealing with maybe reproductive issues. We're having severe menstrual cramps. Maybe we're having um, we're having fibrocystic breasts, right? Tender breasts when our period comes. You know, those types of signs and symptoms are kind of those first little whispers, those little kind of gateway messages that something may not be a hundred percent correct going on in the body. And with hormones having to mediate so much it's very likely that there's a hormone somewhere imbalanced inside of the body. You know, it's just so much management that it's not, it's not very hard to throw things off balance. They're, they're, very easily, they're, they're very easily compromised because they are so sensitive to endocrine disruptors. Yeah, and, and then when you look at all the different uh, products out there, you know. Oh my gosh. That are endocrine disruptors and uh, for people who are unaware of this, it's things like plastics and glyphosate, which is... You know, In everything. <laughs> yeah, my audience is very aware of glyphosate. Yes. But, um, I mean, they're they're just uh, beauty products. Yes, fragrance, bisphenol um, A. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. we think about, you know, even, even the air that we breathe is going to have, you know, you think about how easy it is for those plastics to we don't we don't like if you ever you know i'm sure all of us have been in a bedroom where the light the light is shining through you know and you can see there's particles all in oh, the yeah. air kind of just floating around well plastic can get that small and by simply breathing that in we're able to get it through the lungs and through the alveoli into the bloodstream and so just breathing eating you know drinking water and then the things that we're using i mean women on average the average woman applies about 100 chemicals to their bodies every single day and we just don't think about it i mean so often our carpet our desk 
lots of things are off gassing inside of our house as well. And that new car smell, I mean, that new car smell gives me a headache, yeah. you know, and so it's, it's, that's your car that's plastic off gassing. And, you know, we, we, we sell this as an idea of something we really want this new car smell, but honestly you want to keep your windows open and gas out that new car smell as quickly as possible. Right. And you mentioned the inhalation. Yes. That's a big issue. I mean, it's the number one mechanism for Alzheimer's is inhalation Alzheimer's. We're talking about hormones right now, but yes. Um, but I guess the point is environmentally, we're dealing with a lot of toxins. So can you, let's move into that area. Can you yeah. share with us some of the environmental factors that, that can throw off our hormones? Absolutely. So a big part, one, let's just focus on some of the biggest organ systems that really play a major role, not only in the metabolism and the manufacturing of our hormones, but the converting. You even think about the conversion of T4 to T3 for, for our active thyroid hormones to be working on every single cell in the body. That conversion goes and goes along in two different places inside the body. I mean, it goes along in a couple different places, but the main players for that conversion is the liver and the gut. And we know that the liver and the gut are, and I'm just giving you one finite example. I could have gone the estrogen route as well, but just, just within the conversion of inactive T4 to active T3, which every single cell in the body needs thyroid hormones, right? We're right. seeing a major rise in hypothyroid. We're seeing a huge rise in, in Hajimoto's driven hyperthyroid as well. The, ana, the, an, sorry, the, the auto, autoimmunity that's leading to hypothyroid. And what's going on is we have a burdening of the gut microbiome and we have a burdening of the liver. And when those things, when those two important organs are being burdened by a toxic load, either through the ingredients that we're using every single day, the food that we're consuming, the, the medicine that we're taking, because um, both the liver and the gut are having to manage both of those things all at once, um, we, it slows down our, our ability to convert inactive T4 all the way over to active T3. That's just one example. Now, if we look at estrogen and we have more xenoestrogens, fake estrogens inside of the body, there's more circulating estrogen that leads to growth. Oftentimes, I see when women are have a higher propensity or exposure to estrogen, either, you know, synthetic estrogens in the environment, we see fibrocystic breasts, we see painful periods, we see bloating, we see more weight gain, we even see an inability to regulate insulin correctly because we've got more 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 estrogen in the system that is necessary. Yeah. Well, never before in history have we had the onslaught of toxins that uh, we're, we're just, you know, exposed to on a daily basis. So... I think that is just really contributing in a big way to this imbalance of hormones and not only the environmental issues, but um, look at the state of the world and how, how big a factor is stress in throwing your hormones off. Absolutely. I mean, you think about, I always think of stress as being the fire that is constantly being doused every day on to kind of the inflammation inside of the body. You know, I talk a lot about stress being one of the biggest players for chronic disease inside of the body. And usually stress, because stress is directly connected to hormone systems, 
typically stress is going to be one of the first things that's throwing off our hormones in general. And every single direction you could look, the you know, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, the hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal gonadal axis, every single one of those feedback loops is being driven to some degree from stress. Um, and we're constantly having to mitigate, mitigate and manage our stress levels. I would say that perceived stress is one of the biggest players in terms of chronic of chronic stress and chronic conditions. Um, when I when I look at hormones um, over overall in a broad stroke of things, and there's you know we're you know I know we're talking a lot about bad news here. Well, we've got a lot of toxins. How do I manage that? I got a lot of stress. How do I manage that? But luckily, there are wonderful things, lifestyle recommendations and and w- habits that we can bring into our life that can really help to manage a lot of that stress that we're dealing with every day. Let's talk about that for yeah. a few minutes. What, what are some of your recommendations uh, for people out there who are dealing with stress? Absolutely. So I, you know, as you know, I have a new book out called The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. And a big part of that book was about stress because I was like, listen, we, I I was just interviewing a good friend of mine today. We're talking about magnesium and magnesium is great for lowering stress levels, but you can't magnesium your way out of chronic stress. Just like you can't, you can't green smoothie your way out of of chronic stress. I mean, you can't even celery juice your way out of chronic stress (laughs) if we wanted to bring that up. And it's because it, there's a lot of inner work we've got to do. And, you know, it, it's really about, you know, so often stress can be driven by latent traumas. Stress can be driven by all kinds of things that are being thrown at us every single day, especially us as women. We're carrying so much responsibility for our families, our communities, and our friends. And what I recommend is, you know, having some having some things in place on a day-to-day basis where you're able to lessen those stress levels. I believe it is, on average, we move into sympathetic dominance, so kind of that fight or flight, stress mode about 50 times a day. And most likely all 50 times, it's a very subconscious activity because it's an automatic activity because it's it's an autonomic activity. You know, you think about the central nervous system, it is a autonomic system that's constantly playing in if your body thinks it's in, in a dangerous situation, even through perceived stress. And so one of my favorite tools besides meditation and deep breathing, whether it's kundalini breathing or it's um, alternate nostril breathing or the power of the pause. There's so many great breathing techniques out there, but grabbing an essential oil like wild orange or lavender, both beautiful oils, they can actually downregulate that autonomic nervous system, that sympathetic nervous system dominance. They can lower serum cortisol levels. It can lower blood pressure. It can lower actually our, our, our pulse rate because it shuts down that really quick um, sympathetic nervous system dominant. So I love essential oils for that. Um, I also think that what's, I love the technology of heart math, which is looking at heart rate um, variability. And you can wear like a heart rate band, um, that you can purchase that actually shows you when you're in that sympathetic nervous system dominance. So it's, it's kind of like that little cue to take a moment and reset. So there's a lot of little tools that we can actually use today that allows us to reset that, that stress response that even we can go into unconsciously. You know, uh, you, you mentioned the heart math. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, 
is that use Wi-Fi technology? I believe it does. You know, I need a, okay. I definitely, I mean, I, I have, I, I, my patient, a lot of my patients that have the device, um, they oftentimes are wearing it um, throughout the day. And it basically, it's giving you information whether you're, you're, you're in that, that variability that's in a stressed state. So it's yeah. measuring how, how much your stress variability and your stress resilience is. Um, so you can kind of look, and what's great about that particular type of technology is that it doesn't lie. So, so I remember a time where I lied to myself a lot around stress. I honestly thought that as long as I wasn't crawling on the floor, I was managing stress. And little did I know that I was not I was doing the entire opposite until I really, I ended up on the floor. And so I think so often, especially us as women, we don't even know when we're in this state of being um, until we really get into that triggered spot. Like you start to snap at people or your heart starts to race or you start to get anxious. Those are some pretty tell, pretty telling triggers. However, we can hop into sympathetic dominance more unconsciously than that. And it's even those micro moments that we want to be mindful of. I agree. And my only concern about that device is that um, I'm I'm trying to move away from, from Wi-Fi. From yeah. Wi-Fi because yes. you know, as we know, we're finding out more and more about you know the dangers of Wi-Fi. And um, I, I don't know if you know uh, Dr. Klinghart, um, who's just um, an incredible doctor. He practices the uh, functional medicine model, too. And actually, Dr. Tom O'Brien and him did a great talk together about Wi-Fi. And Dr. Klinghart will not even take a client um, if they will not agree to reduce their EMF exposure. So that's just a, it's just another stressor on our body. Yeah, it's not necessary to wear it all the all the time. And there's, you know, there's a heart 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 mass app that you can use. I, I believe that there's a way to do it to probably lower the EMF exposure. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, and it's one of those things that, you know, you know, we could, I can definitely sit here and I've had m many, many conversations with Dr. Tom O'Brien over the years where it's like, oh my gosh, well, what do we do? You know, and clearly there are things that we can absolutely do. If indeed someone was concerned and they didn't really, and I'll be honest with you, I don't wear the heart rate variability mm -hmm. um, device very often. Um, I'm, I'm very consistent with meditation twice a day. I'm really good at a morning and evening ritual. I'm very good at staying on my priorities and not, uh, not, not allowing I'm, well, let's say I'm really great at protecting my energy. I find that when I'm not great at protecting my energy and other people's demands and other people's priorities and worries and concerns land on my plate, that's when I start to feel overwhelmed. So yeah. I'm mindful about those types of decisions, and I love that I always have essential oils on me. And I mean, what I love about essential oils is they're kind of like the antithesis of EMS. They've got the, the kind of energetic properties that are just so beneficial to our cellular well-being. We're going to talk about the book in a minute, but I, I wanted to share with our listeners that I heard, I heard Dr. Marisa on uh, an interview with Dr. Tom O'Brien, and I actually typed in a question and you answered it and you gave me a formula and I had made the formula and it's really working. And I asked the question because, you know, maybe once or twice a year, I'll get this ocular migraine. 
Mm, yes. You recommended lavender, bergamot, and cedarwood. And uh, I think you said to mix it with some coconut oil, mm -hmm. roll on. And I have a friend who's a, um, an herbalist and she uses really good essential oils and she made it for me and it is fabulous. Oh, I'm so happy. It has such a calming effect on me because I know, I know when I get, get these migraines and again, I, I can go two years without one and then all of a sudden it's just ocular. You know, I don't get the headache, but I, I know it has to do with my hormones and it has to do with stress. I'm doing too much. I'm not protecting my energy. Um, all those things you, you just mentioned. So, um, so I want to talk, this is a good segue into the book. And again, the book is the essential oils hormone solution. And it's just a fabulous book. So tell us, tell us, you know, why'd you write the book and tell us a little bit about what's in the book. Absolutely. Well, the number one reason why I wrote the book, kind of how I talked a little bit about earlier, is that I had I had come to realize that there just weren't a lot of resources for women out there in trying to figure out what was going on with their bodies. And if women were having the same experience that I was having when I went to the doctor, I was definitely concerned that they weren't getting the type of care that I thought that they deserved. And so I wanted to write a book that not only educated women about their bodies, but really put the pieces together so that when they went to the doctor's office or when they knew that they needed labs, that they could speak intelligently about what was going on. I'm also a big proponent of ease and grace. And so I wanted to be able to provide solutions that were simple and easy to get your hands on, like literally at your fingertips that could really move mountains for, you know, things like dealing with sleep issues, energy and fatigue, brain fog, maybe even, you know, hot flashes and, and PMS, cramps, all of those types of issues that I think every they're what I consider to be everyday normal issues that women are dealing with, but they're really not so, they shouldn't be considered so normal. Right. And so I wanted to be able to provide those. And then the third part of the book was really laying out a game plan. And it's a 14-day game plan only because I do believe, again, in ease and grace. I honestly do not believe that someone can completely heal from something in 14 days. But it's, it's a jump start in the right direction. And we've had probably about 3,000-plus women do the little program in the back of the book and have felt so like night and day from when they started that they decided that they were going to continue integrating that type of eating, those type of self-care rituals into their day to day because they got their energy back. They felt better. They, they had, they had less bloating, their gut felt better. So, you know, all of those types of things when you eat the right foods and you do the right things for your body. Absolutely. And I know another really important thing is sleep. Oh, gosh, yes. Anybody who's not getting enough sleep, you know that feeling, that brain fog. You just, you know, you can't recall things. And it's just, it's, sleep is just so important to the body. Do you have any recommendations? Um, I know we talked about some mindset things that they could do, meditation and other things like that. But as far as... Um, essential oils do you have any do you have you want to give our listeners a, a quick remedy of something that you have found useful 
Absolutely. I think oils, whether, I mean, I, it's so funny. We, I talk about essential, especially when it comes to sleep, but you know, you can use oils on your family, on your kids, on your husband. You know, uh, my husband is, te- it tends to be a night owl and he's been that way since he was a little boy, but there are definitely nights where maybe we have to catch an early flight. Like on, we were catching an early flight out to Nashville on Friday that I, I will actually intentionally diffuse our sleep oils around him so that he cannot stay awake. And he literally (laughs) starts to fall asleep at the workstation as workstation. So you can, I don't like to use the word sabotage your family members with sleep blends, but let's just say you could. Um, so the sleep remedy that I love, and mind you, I inside of in the book, I have a whole chapter devoted to sleep because I know how important this area is. And I give a lot of different recipes because you may not have this oil or you may not have that oil. And the beautiful thing about essential oils is they're very adaptive. And there's a lot of calming essential oils. Now, my power players, my top five sleep essential oils are lavender, no surprise there. Right. Roman Roman chamomile. We think about chamomile tea. Um, clary sage. It's also a powerful sleep and mood aid. I love that oil. Um, cedarwood is another one. And vetiver. Um, vetiver is a root that's grown in usually in Haiti. Those are my top five. So I'm just going to take three of those oils. And I'm going to share a little roller blend that I have found to be so incredible. Um, so in a 10 mil little roller... And you can get these on Amazon or anywhere. I mean, honestly, just, just, you know, Google a 10 mil essential oil roller ball. Um, But Amazon, they're very, very inexpensive. Um, I do eight drops of lavender. I do eight drops of cedar wood. And if you guys can get vetiver, five drops of vetiver inside of that roller, top it off with fractionated coconut oil or grapeseed oil, and you, um, you roll it over the bottom of the feet, back of the neck. If you've got little little kids, you can do it over their spine. It's kind of hard for us to reach our spine, but that's also a great place to put it. Or if you want to do it in a diffuser, you could easily just do lavender and cedarwood or lavender and vetiver or any of those combinations, usually three to four drops of each. I would keep the diffuser by the bedside and just let it run throughout the night. Wonderful. And do you have any recommendations on diffusers? I mean, you know, you you go into places like Target and uh, places like that, and you'll see, you know, a whole line of diffusers. Are there some that are um, better quality or what, what do people look for? Absolutely. You know, a lot, there are a lot of great, I'm not trying to steer people towards Amazon, but let's be honest, it's just the easiest place to go. There is a diffuser on Amazon that has like 7,000 reviews. It's this big circular diffuser. It runs, you know, I think it runs 60 minutes, 120 minutes, another setting, and then it runs 20, it can, it'll just run until it stops. And it's got multi-colors and it's, 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 perfect for kids' rooms. So that is a great diffuser. And we've had ours for like three or four years without any issues. Um, So I would just look for the reviews. That's why I like Amazon. It's because people will tell you if those diffusers are breaking. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a little concerned sometimes. I have a diffuser, but it's, it's got plastic in there. Are we, are we getting that plastic diffused too? We shouldn't be, um, not to say that I can guarantee 100%, but uh, these diffusers are cold air diffusers. We can't actually heat oils because oils are volatile. 
And yeah. we can and, and if you heat oils up at too high of a temperature, it actually their therapeutic properties are okay. destroyed. Okay, so, that, I, ne- I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Though. So they're very cool. They don't they don't heat up. Um, so it's usually not a concern that we're 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 bringing in plastic into these into these diffu- like the plastic is getting released into the water. Yeah, I'm really encouraging people and working on it myself of just getting rid of all the plastic stuff. And yes, it's true. It's not easy. It is not easy. And if there is a concern for that, I mean, I don't know a diffuser that's only glass. Because um, even the parts would have yeah. to be plastic to some degree. But then again, that's why you've got rollers. You can use the oils directly out of the bottle, although I do recommend diluting them. So, I mean, rollers are a great, great opportunity to easily to integrate them as well. I'm a big fan of roller blends, um, and that's all glass. I mean, unfortunately, and you can get the – actually, it's all, it's all glass or stainless steel. So make sure that you're getting a stainless steel roller. I mean, there's crystal rollers and glass rollers. So just be mindful about not purchasing a plastic roller. That's great information. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some people may be skeptical about the power of essential oils. What, What do you say to those people? I say go and check out the 41 plus pages of cited research that I have in my book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, a good, I, that's a good start. <laughs> good start. Credibility is so important. And you know what? There actually are tens of thousands of research articles on essential oils. As, a, as a, you know, I mentioned before, I was a biochemist even before I was a practitioner. I always have a, I'm always very driven by science. Um, and, you know, oils before we had the advent of modern medicine, because the advent of modern medicine has only really been around 160 years, give or take. Um, before the advent of modern medicine, we really only relied on plants. I think we forget how powerful and profound plant chemistry is. And that's all we're doing here is that we're harnessing plant chemistry in a very concentrated manner, but we're not isolating this chemistry. We're actually using the entirety of the plant to make a lot of these essential oils. So you're getting so many multifaceted benefits. You know, for me, it just makes so much sense opposed to taking an isolated compound and synthesizing it into a synthetic ingredient that may have, well, as we know, probably significant repercussions on our health and well-being. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. You know, it's almost too simple. And I think maybe that's why people may, you know, have some issues like, God, it just, it's just oil and that's going to work. You know, we've gotten we've gotten to where we're, we're complicating something. Yeah. And we need to. I know. Well, you know, think about blueberries or turmeric or matcha. Right. And we right. think about the simplicity. I mean, nothing simple about any of those ingredients, but they're so complex. But there is a lot of simplicity in that. You know, we think about highly pigmented vegetables and how important they are for, you know, liver detoxification and antioxidant support. And, you know, it it's, doesn't have to be very complex. You know, there's a lot of complexity inside of these plants. We're just harnessing it in a way that makes it very easy to use. Yeah, and it's just so available, too. Yes, well, this is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I... When initial when essential oils were initially brought to my attention, I, I definitely had a healthy bit of skepticism. And I think anyone does when they don't understand what they do. Right. Anything. You know, if someone told me to eat blueberries and I didn't know anything about blueberries, 
I would be like, well, why do I have to eat these? You know, and, and mind you, I don't have to necessarily eat them, but I'm sure there was skepticism when antioxidants were brought to the table many, yeah. many decades ago. Like, what, what is this? Is this just a reason to get people to eat vegetables? Well, absolutely. But no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's the same kind of thing. But I, at the time when I got introduced to oils, I was getting chronically sick. I, after I got over my, my chronic um, fatigue, the one thing that I hadn't re-regulated was my immune system. I was getting sick and I was doing everything. I was drinking nasty tinctures, herbs, vitamins. I mean, I was doing all of it and it was not moving the needle for me. And I'm sure that those things were really helping. Goodness knows I still do a lot of those things today. But a good friend of mine had brought an oil over, a blend, a proprietary blend that was designed to boost my immune system. And she's like, just try it. And at that point, I would have tried anything because I was missing out on patients. I was missing out on work. It was a hot mess of a situation. I was sick seven to 10 times a year. So I started using this oil and I started using it in October of 2012 or, or 11 or something like that. And I did not get sick the entire winter. And that just blew my mind. Like I had not not been sick during an entire winter in 10 plus years. And so I went to go and do the research and these the oils in this blend were antimicrobial, they were antiviral, they were antiseptic. I mean, and we could you could look and see how these oils actually worked inside of a cell to stop the transcription of viral DNA into our own host cell DNA. And when I saw that research and I saw the images on the dark field microscope, I was sold. I, you know, a picture is a, you know, is a literally a thousand words. And that's exactly what that was for me. And I just started digging into more and more research because the next question I had was what else can these oils do? And come to find out a lot, a lot of things. And, and really that was kind of what sparred this, this beautiful journey into, well, how can they serve us in terms of our hormone, our hormone support? How can they serve us in detoxification practices? How can they serve us in sleep, energy, brain fog, and so much more? Yeah, and I really love the way you've organized this book. It's very easy to follow. Like, you can just kind of hone in on, like, you have a chapter on stress, uh, a chapter on sleep issues, female hormones, weight issues, digestive issues. So um, it just makes it very readable. You know, part three is the 14-day rescue plan to jumpstart your hormonal health which you mentioned earlier that that has helped, what'd you say, 3,000 women? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's, I'm actually quite amazed that that many women have done it so far because so often we don't do programs inside of books. And note that it's kind of just the starting place. You know, we yeah, know that right. our, our chemistry is bio-individual. Not everything's going to work for everyone. But my gut always tell like, you know, based on my own research, it's a good starting spot. And if you are responding to that program, then most likely maybe foods need to be moved out. Some foods need to be moved in. Right. And if in, there's always tweaking to be had when it comes to defining our own nutritional necessities. Right. I know. Um in my nutrition practice, I get asked all, this question all the time. What's the right way to eat? I know. Oh. It's like, it's so individual. Yes. It's, I need to know more about you. We need to talk about it. We need to, you know, we need to get some testing done. I love all the different blends that you have going on in here and the recipes and stuff. And that you explain uh, 
the benefits of different essential oils so that people can be become familiar, educate themselves. I always really encourage people to do their own research. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's your body. You only get one of them. Yeah. And, and this is, I, I think this will be a big help for many people. So thank you so much for uh, being a guest on our show today. It's really been wonderful information. And the book is The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. And I'll put a link to it on our show page. And I also mentioned in the beginning of the show when I was um, explaining who Dr. Marisa is, your website, which is uh, drmarisa.com, and it's M-A-R-I-Z-A.com. So check out what she has to offer on her website. Lots of great information there. And just thanks for being with us today. It was really great information. Thank you so much, Carol. It was a pleasure.